Good morning, Katie. I, how are you? Welcome to Hop. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you are watching us live on YouTube or Facebook, catching up with us on Spotify, uh, in your between your commute to work, um, having a bit of a break from a bit of homeschooling. It's lovely to see you. Good morning, Katie. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Good morning, Martin. So I see that you've snuck in a change to your backdrop. You said to me you wanted a background that celebrates the most important day of next week. So I brought me pancake. Look, here's my saucepan. I got my flour. Yes, I've got. I've even got the eggs because I presume we're going to do a demonstration, right? So I well, changed my background, which is now going fuzzy on me, to something that you'd like. You've gone all hearts and loving. Are you in the love mood? No, but it's Valentine's Day coming up and it, and it's time for all kinds of cheese and, and all sorts, isn't it? So it's exciting, February. There's lots of things going on. But first of all, although we get much better. So th this is down to us. To, like, this is like Insta v reality, isn't it? So this is like this is what we agree to. But actually what happens is something totally different. <laughs> Did you like that? I thought that was quite good. I thought you'd like that, to be fair. You said to me, let's do let's do special day. So we did pancake day. I thought you'd like that. <laughs> but you like all the hearts and the love. You're in the mood for love, are you, Grifter? I well, I don't know, Martin. It's so blimmin' cold out there. I think I'm in the mood for blimmin' gloves and a hat, I think. But oh, it's just ah, we've got snow. Have you got snow? I've had snow in North Norfolk all week. We're not used to snow up here. It gets very exciting. It we had no snow on Sunday night, a dumping on Monday, a dumping on Tuesday, a dumping on Wednesday. I've been out sledging, got my old estate agent's board with a couple of bits of string attached to it, skidding down the, the one and only hill in Norfolk. And um, it's been a very, very exciting week. How has your week been for you? So, yeah, so just challenging because we're battling with the cold. I think last night it was the coldest, was it Great Britain on record? I think up to minus 21 degrees in Scotland, apparently. So I'm just saying, thank God I'm down in the West Country. But it, it is cold. So um, anyone listening, make sure you dust out your cold weather policy, your bad commute to work, etc. Make sure your staff are safe. It's just yeah. been cold. So it's really challenging. And it's really hard to keep, obviously, offices warm and bits and pieces. Not that we've got a big kind of like door open, etc. obviously, with the locked door thing. But it's just it's just very, very cold. So there's lots going on. It's still very, very busy. Um, I had a late call last night with the realtors in Florida, which was really exciting. And I updated them about how uh, right move indicates that January has been the absolutely you know, most busiest month on record ever. Um, and I updated them and they are experiencing exactly the same market. So that's quite interesting. Yeah. Um, on a call yesterday, uh, the sort of the, the feedback from agents was that it, there might be a bit of a north-south divide coming in because everyone seems to be, uh, obviously general term everyone, plenty of people seem to be flooding towards, um, the, you know, out of the conurbations and towards the south. And maybe it's just kind of tempered a little bit in the north. But it, is this as good as it gets, Martin, this market? Oh, wow. That's a deep and meaningful question, isn't it? So house prices rising, demand through the roof, houses not taking a huge amount of effort to sell, uh, pipelines bulging, 
income good, interest rates low. So you're telling me that in 20 years' time, we're going to look back and think 2020 and 2021 were our years as agents? Yeah. Yeah. Quite Now's possibly. the time to be at your best. How does it get any better? We could do with more stock. There's always a challenge in the market. Although, would you not say, though, at this moment in time, it's not overly difficult to sell a property? And so, therefore, the better agents come to the fore when the market is more difficult, when the market sorts the wheat from the chaff. Cometh the hour, cometh the man or woman. Um, <laughs> and the market gets very difficult. That's when the, the cream rises to the top. Oh, I'm oh I was waiting for that one. I was waiting for that one to come out. I knew that was coming. You wait till I tell you about the uh, Valentine's cheesy lines in a minute. Uh, Go on. I'm, wait, I'm waiting for that cheese. I'm waiting for that cheese. But no, I, no, see, I disagree. I think you've still got to be a really, really good agent in this market because putting the deal together is just the easy bit. Marketing is the easy bit, yeah? It's actually processing everything through. So it's agreeing that sale, managing people's expectations. So I'm still getting vendors say, oh, well, they're cash buyers. Let's get it through by the end of March. No, that's not going to happen. So you have to be educated. You have to know your stuff. You have to know that actually that bit of title or uh, well, that bit isn't conveyed in the title plan. So what's going to happen? How are you going to get around that? Is that mean that there's been a massive delay? How long a search is taking? You need to know you need to know your stuff. So I disagree with you. It's not an easy market. It's possibly easier at this point to get a sale together. But actually, a lack of, lack of properties coming to the market, that's a challenge for a lot of agents. So, hmm, I, you know, I don't know. Prospecting, that's difficult to do currently, isn't it? So yeah. where do you get your stock from? We're back to social and content. Nothing worth having comes easy, Katie Griffin. You've got to remember that. Nothing worth having comes easy. But that's interesting you say, because I think it's been a very peculiar week um, or last yeah. couple of weeks, really, um, in the market, especially around we've had an experience, and I know lots of other agents have, where it was a bit of a duff income month for exchanges in January. Those exchanges that you expected to happen in January didn't happen. They came into February quite often yeah. because of the fact that the gap between exchange and completion has now shrunk and there's very much we're back to doing simultaneous exchange and completions. Um, mm. But also in the last week, I've had two cases where late funds have arrived into the solicitor's office for completion after five o'clock and the solicitor has gone home. And so all of a sudden you've got people moving in on licenses. You've got very, very stressed out buyers and sellers that have got removal vans full of um, their, all their prized possessions. I heard of one agent where the guy was, um, the couple were outside, their removal van was outside of their branch at quarter past five on a Friday last week and the solicitor had gone home. Um, and the funds had gone in. It's massively important, surely, now that we have a, um, the agents, I mean, learn from the, the, the challenges that we've been having in terms of, making sure that you discuss with your conveyances what what's the emergency plan what happens if the funds don't arrive until after five o'clock and you know i'm sure that maybe some of the big panel conveyances have this sorted but in terms of high street agents is there somebody within the high street solicitors is there somebody in their accounts department that can receive the funds to allow to process the completion um two in a week katie yeah, you're so, and you're not alone on that because I've had one with exactly the same case where we had uh, funds rolling up the chain and at the very top of the chain, which we were involved in, those funds didn't come through till after five o'clock. And that was a real challenge. And I had 
the buyers sat in a removal van outside our office waiting and and that's really difficult and there's only so many times you can keep calling because you need to be off the phone to wait for that calls to come in um and yeah it's an interesting one and also um managing still solicitors who are have got teams on furlough still or been yeah. put back on furlough um, or also solicitors who've just said i just need a few days off and they've gone what? and there is no one there i know there's no one there to pick up pick up their work but you say oh my gosh so there's a, a real dichotomy at the moment I'm, I'm sorry to raise obviously about the stamp duty and, and all of that but i read on linkedin an article from a very well-known solicitor's practice who had indicated that they had you know the busiest on record absolutely frantic it's yeah. been and actually they were looking forward to the 31st of march or should i say first of april because that frantic volume of work was going to kind of hopefully tail off and give them a little bit of time just to pause catch up maybe take some holiday time so you know they're saying they're welcoming the end of a stamp duty you know, um, you know, the, the holiday. So it, it's, it, it's interesting times. But yeah, I do think and again, this is back to experience, isn't it? Because if you haven't experienced a delay with the funds coming up the chain or getting through the, the banking system, you might not be aware of, of, of these issues. And obviously, if you've had two, and I've had one, there must be others that are, have had this issue too. Really bad. That makes my blood boil, that article that you were reading. I mean, if a conveyance is ever too busy, we don't want any more work, then, to be honest, they're in the wrong game. Um, I oh. accept this. It's been very stressful, very stressful. There's been over. There's not been the right level of resource. But my goodness me. I mean, 12 months' time, they'll be wanting more referrals coming in if the market doesn't continue. Um, I know, but I do, I do think it has been challenging for all property professionals. Mm. And again, I actually spoke to, we were having to sign an affidavit yesterday with a solicitor who kindly popped into my office and we socially distanced, of course. Um, and he was chatting and he was saying that he'd worked. <laughs> yes, he'd made an appointment. Um, and he was saying he'd worked uh, until seven o'clock on Tuesday evening. Um, and I did go... And, you, and your point is, but no, I didn't. Um, and then he said that he worked to get this case done. And then on Wednesday morning, his client rang him to say, actually, it's fallen through because it's a bad survey. So we're withdrawing. And he just said, I put my head in my hands and just went, oh, my God. So there's challenges all around, isn't there? And actually, right. solicitors are human, too. And, and I would say I would really like to have a break. It's been absolutely relentless. Um, I was reading another article, um, not on That's because normally you'd be on holiday three times by the middle of February. I, I'm sorry, did someone say something then? Sorry, sorry, it's about, <laughs> I, I can't hear you. <laughs> well, and it was saying about well-being of staff, because again, it's been relentless. Um, and actually, there's a big bubble of holiday, hasn't there, been built up, because mm. we haven't been able to let staff have much time off. Um, and the suggestion was that you have a, a whole firm well-being day where the whole yep. business shuts down for one day and you all go and have a break. Now, I know it's really hard because we can't go away. And I heard Boris this morning on the radio, you know, saying it's unlikely you can make any plans for the summer. But there's still stuff you can do. There's online wine tasting. I know I come back to the wine thing again. Um, there's, there's all kinds of, you know, food and, and all sorts. And I know, obviously, that you, you've put on your um, your lockdown stone or two, haven't you? But obviously, some of us, um, some of us haven't. And I've been exercising. Just about well-being. I just think, you know, it's just it's in it's very interesting. And it's just it's everything's a juggle. And we've got to manage everything, haven't we? There is a lot of lockdown fatigue at the moment. It doesn't half feel like the longest winter ever. 
Um, yeah. And um, and one thing that firms do need to manage is their holiday when because you will have lockdown will end, the world will change, and people will that no one's going to take and and want to take their holiday during lockdown. There's nothing they can do. But even if they can just spend some time in the garden in the spring and the summer, um, when the market I believe will come back with even more vengeance, maybe not as much as last year, but I believe that it will become busy again when we come out of lockdown. Um, and people will quite naturally want to be going on holiday. So it's planning as estate agents to make sure that we've got um, enough resource to cope with the inquiries that are going to be coming in at the end of this lockdown. Yeah. So definitely. we started very seriously, but I want to talk to you about Valentine's Day. Aww. I you know, I am, you know, this tough exterior, you've known me for a lot. How long have you known me now? 10 years? A I was about 14. Um, <gasps> and the, um, the... You can fast go off a person. Let me just tell you, I know it's Valentine's Day, carry up, but you can fast go off a person. <laughs> the, um, and I'm a lover, not a fighter, right? So I like all this, this tough exterior. I'm just gooey and soft in the middle. So... I was challenged last week by you to go away and research and look at what some of the um, some agents have been doing with their marketing throughout Valentine's Day. And thank you to all of you that um, helped me and responded with this. Let me share some with you. Keller Williams over in the States very fabulously put, uh, let's have a heart to heart about selling your home. I love that. Or <laughs> another... <laughs> Another agent. Home is where your heart is. Thank you, Hot. That's it. That's an oldie, but goldie, isn't it? That one. The goldie, that one. Goldie. Um, forget me not when you're thinking about selling your home. Another American oh, one. They, they were that's a cheesy, well. cheesy one. Roses are red, violets are blue. If I were your agent, I'd make your property dreams come true. Oh I thought God. I'd like that on a T-shirt. Martin. Um, an agent using a great bit of prop tech I thought was very clever when they were sending out the property videos of their properties and beneath that they could swipe right or swipe left depending on if they wanted to view it or not which I thought was very clever um, you're like a broken staircase for the one you're like a broken staircase you make me go head over heels <laughs> Health and safety on that one. Um, for my favourite, favourite so far, kissing is like property. The most important thing is location, location, location. <laughs> oh, uh, and on that theme, have you seen, have you seen the Zillow, um, that's the equivalent of the property portal over in America, Zillow's advert which is a little bit raunchy and, and very good. If you've not seen that, then I suggest you um, find it on YouTube because it's um, very we, we good. Could post, we could post the link up. I thought it was meant to be a bit of a wind up, a little bit of a sort of a, a Mickey take. I was going to use the wrong word then. Um, but is it not? Is it? Is it a serious? It's, it's not, is it? It's not. Do they it's have a sense of humor in America? Wow. So marketing, I would say there's been some cracking marketing and I, and I take my hats off to Marks and Spencers and, and I've got it here and I've printed it off and I'm not sure it's going to come up. But basically for Valentine's Day, they have the hottest sausage around. And I don't know whether you can see this, everyone, but can you see this sausage? Look at that. <laughs> so and basically the, the marketing with it is 
And you're going to love this, Martin. <laughs> Our iconic love sausage is back with an extra kick of spice. <laughs> Tuck into the heart-shaped chorizo-style sausage wrapped in smoky sweet bacon and glazed with taste bud tingling chilli. And then it says, say it with sausage. And I thought that would be a great strap line for you. <laughs> I love that. I love that. You didn't well, on a similar touch. theme, my favourite, I mean, it's not property related, but my favourite Valentine's card so far says, feed me and tell me I'm pretty. Which I think oh. I'd like to receive that. I think it's a nice card. But one agent, um, Arnold's Keys up in Norfolk, my neck of the woods, um, last year did a whole year campaign under Love Where You Live. And a whole mm. thing about getting the agents as part of the community and loving the community. And so... Whilst it wasn't a um, Valentine's Day promotion, it was a whole year about committing to where they are, why they love acting in their community, how they interact with the schools, the sponsorship they do with the local communities. I thought, what a fabulous title, Love Where You Live. Um, yeah. Really, really very clever. Very, very clever. So a few agents, a few agents have, have run with that. I know that we've done... Um, I heart TQ13, which is my sort of postcode area that I cover. Um, and that then covers a whole area of different places because it's what tends to happen in the communities. You focus on one town, but if you've got multiple offices, you've got other towns that miss out. So, but love where you live, live where you love is really, really fantastic. But I want, I felt that Valentine's can be all about a load of guff, can't it? But actually, did you know? You cynical. Sorry, I'm sorry, but it's actually 600 sorry. years old. Yeah, but it's a marketer's dream, isn't it? It's just okay. it's a marketer's dream. So I found out, and I've got the same about Christmas you, as well. Yeah, probably. <laughs> UK pet owners spend 200 million pounds on Valentine's gifts for their animals. What is that all about? Wow. Better fact. I've got better facts, though. I've got better facts. Okay, I'm not Go doing on. the cheese. I've got facts this week. All Go right. On. So each year, 10% of all marriage proposals happen on the 14th of February. But yeah, did you know, did you know that divorce filings rise by 40% every year around Valentine's Day? That's a very interesting fact. I like that. And Sarah's are the top card senders across the UK. And David's are the top flower senders. Why Sarah's and David's? I don't know. I presume is that's any... just like interflora research, I suppose. I don't know. But you just say, like, who's the most romantic amongst your friends then, Martin? Any kind of like exciting things your friends have done for Valentine's Day? Oh, how, the, the gentleman that I have as friends are super romantic and put me to shame. And they'll all be cooking lovely meals on Sunday. And well, they, um, can have, they can have the Marks and Spencer's love sausage, can't they? <laughs> they can. One of my dearest friends is married to a florist, so that is always um, that makes it a little bit more tricky um, for mm -hmm. him. He has to think outside the box a little bit. Um, but um, very good. Last one, just one last thing that um, another agent that um, from London's doing, which I think was a very lovely thing, was sending brownies to all of their vendors to say um, Happy Valentine's Day. Um, so oh, I thought that was quite nice. sweet. You see. Yeah. Uh, Quite That's sweet. nice. Yeah, I like that. I like that. It's very good. 
So, Galentine's Day, that's on the 13th of February. That's a new thing as well. I didn't know about that. Apparently, that's for your friends. That's for girls and boys who are friends. So, you send oh, it to your Someone once told me that the 13th of February is when you take out the person for dinner that you're not supposed to be going to have a dinner with that you would normally take on the 14th, but that's not that's not Galentine's Day. <laughs> I think that's Galentine's Day. That's why, that's why it's evolved, I think. <laughs> You always come out with some great stuff. I just think, oh, my God, where has that come from? <laughs> so, Galentine's Day. Tell me about Galentine's Day. So, this is when girls go out. This is when, well, it says girls. It came out, apparently, of, like, an American um, TV show, and it was to sort of – not everyone has got a other half. Not everyone wants to right. celebrate Valentine's Day. And so they put Galentine's Day together the day before to open it up to everybody else that doesn't celebrate Valentine's Day. And actually, it's been picked oh. up in some quite clever marketing. So I know there's, I think Wilco was one um, uh, that have basically targeted uh, their marketing. So I've received an email from Wilco saying, we know you don't, not everyone wants to hear from us around Valentine's Day. And then I had another one, and I think it was from a florist saying, um, Mother's Day will be coming up in March. I, it's not appropriate for everyone. Because obviously there's you know, different stories, isn't there, depending on your, you're a mum or a Valentine. And you say, if you don't want to hear from us, you want to opt out, we won't send you, the, you know, this mailing and marketing about Valentine's Day or Mother's Day. And I just thought that hyper-targeted marketing was really, really clever. Um, and it's be interesting to see how that might work with us because obviously if someone registers and they're looking in a particular area um some of our crm systems aren't quite as sophisticated and they might register for three hundred and fifty thousand pound and they might want a house but you put them down for everything and they're getting bungalows and they're getting flats and they're getting all this thing it's down to specialized marketing and it just made me stop and think with those opt-outs um with those big companies that obviously they're just picking up it's the first time i've seen it i don't know whether you've seen that but this much more targeted marketing never not seen that um and I've, i but i do think to drive that down into our industry and to our listener and i think that we must be doing something this weekend we've got to have something to talk about it's there's lots to talk about the market but actually talk about something other than property Valentine's Day has been done to death and maybe continues. And there's some great, great marketing campaigns out there. But I love this Galentine's Day, you know, especially around friendship and friendship about you and your client. And there's loads that you can do with that with yeah. on Instagram and Facebook, your social media pages. What a great idea to show that yeah. you are in it together as an estate agent or a letting agent, you and your landlord. Imagine that. Galentine. In normal circumstances, we would be celebrating Galentine's Day. Um, there's lots that you can do um, with that concept. Um, I mean, you don't need to be quite as brave as M&S um, um, with their spicy sausage. But I do think that you can take um, – I didn't know you were going to talk about that. I think you can take this into a really, really, really good level. But you, interesting, you just mentioned CRM systems. And there's mm -hmm. a lot of talk in our industry around CRM systems at the moment. And have they kept up with the times – are they fit for purpose for the agent of 2025? Forget 2021. Let's look forward. 2025, does a CRM system that we input data into provide us with the tools to be able to go out there and um, do our job in a more efficient way? Or is it actually just our comfort blanket? Is CRM system the press advertising of 10 years ago? Hmm. Well, 
I'm finding shortfalls in my CRM system and I know that other agents have that same pain point because you end up not just paying for your CRM system, you end up paying for other programs that do what you want them to do because your CRM system might not be evolving in quite the way that you would want it to. But it's always a challenge because it's a massive thing, your CRM system, isn't it? And you don't just change every year or two years. You might have the same system after extensive research and, and testimonials and you know really finding out if it's going to work for you. And then you stick with it for five, seven, ten years, maybe longer. But over that time, it becomes less fit for purpose, I suppose, doesn't it? And you have more add-ons that the, you know that you have. That's one of my biggest bugbears is you have your CRM system, and I won't say which one I use, but then you've got to have loads of other tabs open because you've got other uh, programs, applications that you use for your day-to-day -day, you know, runnings of your business or your marketing and stuff. They don't so, speak to each other and integrate. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a challenge. There's some really cool, we're doing some really cool things with Asana at the moment, and I know that you've just started to use it, and I think that'll be quite interesting. And so a lot of um, non-property-related CRM-style um, programs are coming up, which you, you can then fit for your purpose. So I think that, yeah, it's interesting times, isn't it? Spotlight, I think. I think we've moved such a big chunk forward in our thinking over the last 18 months that... The, something that's at the very heart of all of our businesses is now having the spotlight shone on, shone on it because it's actually being exposed as having some weaknesses as processes and data managing and you and using your data to get as much business out of it as possible and communicating with people in different ways. Whilst you know I've always been a massive believer of you just pick up the telephone and talk to people, that will always have its place. We are a people-based business. It will always have its place. And doing that really well is the most important thing. But the amount of business that you can have working in the background through good use of your data. Um, mm. And I just wonder where CRM systems are going to be going, because I think it's um, there's lots of you say um, Asana, Monday, things like that. Um, in fact, down in when you were back in lockdown, the first lockdown, you were saying to me there were some people that were really hot to trot that you actually had just on notes in your in your office pinned on your wall a bit like an old-fashioned yeah. um, applicant card which i know you wouldn't go back to but it's just how do you extract the data out of this crm system with thousands and thousands of contacts in there it's only as good as the data that you put in that you can get out just a fascinating yeah. time for how that's going to develop and because it's all about relationships and the customer <laughs> journey that's what you've really got to focus on, isn't it? So, and a lot of CRM systems are much more clunky and you've got to fit in a box. Whereas we know that your sellers, your buyers, they don't, they don't do that. And you want to be much more personalized with your relationship and you want to track that journey. Um, yeah, it's, I, it's really interesting. I'll, I'll feed back on how I get on with Asana um, because we're tracking the whole customer journey in order to provide an exceptional service from start to finish. So we're breaking it right down. Um, so I will report back on that and let you know how I'm getting on. And I think that there will be a, a place for CRMs because accounting, property management, I know that my kind of back-end CRM, it's phenomenal. And it and it talks to my bank on my app, and I just I wouldn't be without it. So it's it, yeah, it's not a one size fits all, is it? And that's how CRM systems have been. You've actually you don't use everything that they 
they do. So, yeah, time will tell, Martin. How deep we are this week, aren't we? We are. We, we are. It's just yeah. supposed to be all lighthearted and all about love. Um, yeah. And I've not sang my million love songs, my Gary Barlow impression yet. Oh, um, but I do want to talk to you about my by the week. By the week. So last weekend, I um, bought a... I found online, Facebook, a local company to me, the Norfolk Scone Company, has set up doing afternoon teas. And if you want to look at the afternoon tea that I got from the Norfolk Scone Company, say scone or scone? Scone. 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 Um, scone. Then I'm not even going to go if you should put the jam or the cream on and, you know, you guys we down. Know, we all know it's cream first. We all know it's cream them, first. Them down south um, get all very twitchy about that. Also, very funny, just when you talk, we started talking about the weather this morning, do you remember? Um, and I saw a brilliant little thing on Facebook that said, um, in the south, the snow has come, stay indoors, only make essential journeys. For those of you up north, put your big coat on. Um, <laughs> Southern softies, joking. Um, so listen, seriously, Norfolk Scone Company did a fabulous, fabulous um, afternoon tea, arrived in a lovely basket, really put some thought into the presentation. Um, Lovely messaging, asking for feedback. Thank you for buying local, supporting your local firms. I've did I put some photos on our Instagram page. Find us on Instagram, and you'll be able to see the photos. They're already up there um, from last weekend, and it just reminded me that actually just doing something in lockdown, which is just a little bit mm. special. You know, afternoon tea in my world would be a special event if we were going out for afternoon tea. To be able to have that in your house during lockdown was lovely, and finding a local firm that when I put my review on, they were so grateful. They messaged me to thank me for doing the review. Um, they're a really lovely company. If you're in Norfolk, please look them up. But otherwise, find your own local companies that are doing something a little bit different, a little bit special, and support them at this time. And you'll really get a benefit from it. You'll really love it. So my buy the week was, once again, all about food. Um, was there my afternoon tea. Have you got a buy the week this week, Grifter? I have, I have. Now, this is obviously for for more of, of our listeners who can't get to the Norfolk Scone Company um, and, and and have that amazing tea. So I uh, I have got, oh my God, and this has caused a lot of controversy in our office and uh, on my personal Facebook page. This is Marks and Spencers, and I'm sorry, but I just think Marks and Spencers is a lovely treat. This is Marks and Spencers Cheese Hot Cross Buns with marmite oh my god these are amazing you look like this sounds horrific no look at this look i'm holding it up i'm gonna post it up on our facebook page and our instagram page these are the best thing i'd like to say since sliced bread but this is cheese and marmite bread oh my god it is awesome i urge you to rush out now to marks and spencers travel safely in the snow wear your mask but get in there and get these this was the last one on the shelf they are so popular they're doing two two for the price of one i think yeah, they're minute. just not making any more because nobody likes oh, them they're, that's not the case. they're flying off the shelves they're flying oh my god awesome awesome i can't tell i can't get enough of it it's lovely and they're nice toasted with a little bit of butter but you can just eat them straight from the packet i find that that's absolutely fine being the classy bird that i am <laughs> next week we're going to do a cooking show i like that i thought i did one thing sauce. for those who missed the start of the show i brought my frying pan to do a cooking demonstration on pancakes but apparently we're talking about love not pancakes yeah, um it's definitely it's about the what love. are we going to be talking about we, next week so next week we are going to be doing a book review 
Um, and we're going to be updating you on our gadget journey that we have been talking about. Um, we are also going to be updating you on uh, not our cooking show, uh, but our live with wine that we will be um, putting out due to popular request. Um, obviously, that will be a special in an evening because, like I've said previously, whilst I am a hardened uh, lass, I don't think that I could drink gin or champagne at nine o'clock in the morning. But actually, Jay Martin, I'd be quite prepared to give it a go, given the current market. No, joking. Um, so uh, book review. Um, it'll be episode 12. So don't forget, if you want to tune in and see us, you can find us on live on Facebook on a Thursday morning at 8.35. You can watch it back. You can share it with your friends on YouTube. We're on Spotify, which I think is really cool. My kids are so embarrassed. Um, and we are on Instagram and LinkedIn too. So like us, love us, share us, and we will see you next week. Have a fabulous Valentine's Day. <laughs>